Robots Radio presents Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. I'm not usually a hat fan, but wow. Maybe like the and I'm really sipping on that dumb bitch juice today. And, um... <laughs> yeah, I am. But you know what? Someday I just might grow out of that. But you, you will never stop being a jerk. All chocolate cakes are good. You're a fascist. It's hideous. It's horrible. It's home. Angry white boy. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast, the sweet girl that is going to fix all of your childhood trauma. That's Chad Echowitz. And that's Simone LaRue, because I just don't <laughs> care about anything. I'm a man and I'm a bad boy, and I just don't oh. care. You do have some <laughs> tattoos, so... Yeah, you, you know what? That, I, I just like to feel the pain mm, and, and mm, other douchey mm. things that you can say about stuff. Oh, teen angst, Simone. Oh, God, remember being a teenager and how, like, you just feel <laughs> everything. <laughs> it is really crazy that they allow us to go to school at this period. Oh, we should God. be locked away be on locked a farm away. and just kept in separate, co- like, separate, separate compartments, not allowed to see other human beings for no. five years, and then it's gold, and where everything can oh, be my fine. God. Oh my god. <laughs> what was let's talk most teen angsty moments. What it, what was your like high highlight of your teen career in in terms of angst or rebellion that kind of thing? Oh, oh my god, I wanted to be a uh, you you know, everybody wanted to be on YouTube in 2008. Like uh-huh. it wasn't a weird thing. Um <laughs> so like I <laughs> had all these videos of me like uh-huh. video blogging. Just Beautiful. crying. My first, my first serious boyfriend ever had broken up with me over the summer. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, so it was no. just videos of me like sobbing at the camera about my feelings. Thank God, for some reason, I couldn't figure out how to get them uploaded. Like the format uh-huh. that the video recorded in was a weird one. Uh huh. So thank God they never saw the light of day. Could you imagine? <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? Maybe I'd be a famous YouTuber now, so You would sure either be a famous so. YouTuber or, or or a meme of some kind. But oh, either God. way, just your rise to fame would just and be I'm, instant. I don't know what I was thinking. Like I'm not a pretty crier. <laughs> <laughs> like there's nothing cute about it. You just what needed you? to share your pain with the world. Oh man. Uh, it's gotta be when I dyed my hair pitch black. It was Ooh, that's probably not- you're no, a, it was not see, a good move. You're like a spring-summer. <laughs> you're certainly not a fall-winter. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a mistake. Mm. So I went pitch black and proper emo cut halfway mm, across mm, my mm. eyes, like over my eyes. And the ridicule I got, not from school, surprisingly. But oh, your from parents the must have roasted club. the shit out of you. My dad did. I came home with the hair and he went, take the wig off. <laughs> and uh, he was he was being genuine, which was insane. So, but no, the, the my Taekwondo club at the time just roasted mm. me nonstop. Wow. And then the one morning, I decided to cut it myself, Simone, uh, no. which is always a good decision. So, so that was for like amazing. And then I just got it shaved right down until I had mm. like little black tips essentially <laughs> that grew out, which was super great it was a good summer as you can imagine and didn't affect me at all and my soul (laughs) if it makes you feel any better hair wise i had like fire truck red hair yes fire truck red and like i got it done professionally the first time because my mom bless Mm -hmm. her she's like if you're gonna do something dumb with your hair at least have a professional (laughs) do the dumb thing (laughs) and then like you know your roots start growing out and stuff so Mm -hmm. like my mom my mom and i made this decision together we were like oh we'll just touch up my roots with a box dye oh no (laughs) so i had a very trendy uh years (laughs) too early billy eilish style roots like a totally different color from the rest of my hair spectacular oh it was an I oh, wow. felt like hot shit. I'm not going to lie. I felt like, uh, what's her face from Paramore? Oh, yeah. She was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Okay. So so we were both hair dumb asses, clearly. Although you were a trendsetter just, you know, 10 years too I was, early, I was ahead of my time. <laughs> Probably Billie Eilish saw a photo of you and was just like, yes, that is it. I, that's I, that's I, what yes. I want. I, I absolutely believe. I have to believe that that's what happened. Billie, call me. I'll give you more tips. Y- you- <laughs> 
<laughs> and speaking about tips, which I think these two mm. movies certainly could have had, we are doing teen angst movies this <sighs> week, and we have cho- Simone has chosen the best teen angst movies of all time. What are those two movies, Simone? Oh, guys, these movies, there's actually more to come. They're just the first two parts of a five-part series of books. Five parts? Gross. Mm -hmm. Disgusting. And we're going to review all of them. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. (laughs) So those movies are After and After We Collided, uh, based on Anna Todd's novels by the same name, which are based originally on the One Direction fanfic that she wrote that was wildly popular. If it's anything like these movies, I'm very scared for the future. Because... (laughs) You know, no, I wouldn't worry. Like... We'll get into it, but, like, a lot of the stuff that happens here is, like, very tropey for fan fiction. Like, okay, it's just sort of okay. inherent to the genre, I guess. Right. And we'll get into yeah. it. But, like, I think every teen girl goes through a phase where, like, you're like, yes, this is, like, the most romantic outcome <laughs> that my, like, <laughs> hormone-soaked brain can imagine. Everything and is on fire You constantly. just need to, you know what? You just need to live through that by reading some fan fictions about your hot pop culture boy or gal of choice. Um, and then you grow up and you're like, oh, wow, boundaries are a good idea in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had had more time today to get prepared for this because I wanted to bring across some, some red flags that I could oh, just wave nice. every time in either of our plots that we, that, that was just... Mm. You know, even the slightest bit problematic, because I think this, this, these two movies, like, yeah. their relationship within them, and I mean, we will get into them, but the relationship within them ranges from, like, ever so slightly problematic to, holy shit, both of you should be committed. Yeah. Problematic. Uh, and I wish I had some red flags to just give a little bit of a wave around yeah. as we went through this episode, you know, because yikes on bikes, to quote you. Yeah. <laughs> yikes on bikes. <laughs> uh, to get us through it, though, Chad... What are you drinking? So I only finished work about seven minutes before we started recording this. So I decided to continue the loyally vibe. You know, I might go out and murder someone a bit later. You know, really just like, you you know, lean into the 70s lawyer kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am drinking uh, fire whiskey, Jackie Daniels fire whiskey with a couple blocks of ice. What a banger. um, Because... Yeah. Oh, oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? Mm. I wanted just normal Jackie D, but we don't have any in the house. This is how whimsical we are. We don't have normal things here. It's very strange. <laughs> what a life <laughs> what you, you lead. Drink? <laughs> what a life I lead. What are you drinking? I am drinking a nice, wholesome Roybus tea because I went to a wedding yesterday and I uh, uh, just want to give my liver a little break. I wasn't even hungover, actually, mm-hmm. because I had work the following day. <laughs> But that has uh, never stopped you before. Yeah. A, we don't actually have any alcohol in the house at the moment. And B, I was in no way tempted to go and buy some. Okay. Yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah. You know, you you had a really good night yesterday and now you can just relax and enjoy your rooibos tea. Did you Mm. add any honey to it or is it just Uh, just a little bit of sugar? Ooh, very nice. Well, because these movies are chronological, Mm. we did agree that uh, you would start. So after goes first, which is always fun to say, and then and then we'll get into it. So I am so excited to see where you go with this. I tried to read like the IMDb synopsis for this just Uh to like remind myself of the events. It is so needlessly detailed. (laughs) (laughs) It was clearly written by a very big fan of this franchise. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to just speed things along. If yeah, that's cool. yeah, yeah. The the abridged notes. Although I must say, I I, I do think with plots like this, where it is nothing happens, it, it's one of those things that you cannot give a plot synopsis unless you give every single little detail because absolutely nothing happens. So your plot synopsis would be a line long, yeah. where it's just like two crazy fucking people get together and then <laughs> you, that's it. Like everything in the middle is just superfluous. Hi. I'm Sebastian Azaro, and I'm inviting you to the Hidden Pixels podcast, a show exploring those gaming stories you might have missed on your first playthrough, whether it's a side character's dark past or a small piece of information that changes the entire fictional universe, I'd like to share with story lovers and gamers alike. From Nintendo to Bethesda to your favorite indie games, we're looking at all different types of series to find these hidden stories. 
So join us every two weeks on the Hidden Pixels podcast, available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcatcher. I can't wait to share these stories with you. Thanks. Well, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Tessa, played by Josephine Langford, is an ordinary girl who's about to start her journey going into college. She's a good girl who's super committed to her boyfriend, Noah, played by Dylan Arnold, and uh, has worked really, really hard to get into college. She's also got a slightly controlling mom who just wants the best of her, Carol, played by Selma Blair. When she gets to college, uh, it's immediately clear that her roommate is going to be a bad influence. Uh, But Tessa convinces her mom to let her live her life. So her mom leaves. Noah leaves. Tessa's left to her own devices. Steph is her roommate, played by Khadija Red. Khadija Red Thunder. And uh, she's got a girlfriend named Tristan, played by P.M. Yeah. Everything seems okay so far. The next day at lectures, Tessa meets a new friend. His name is Landon, played by Shane Paul <gasps> McGee. He's also kind of bookish and a bit of a nerd, and the two of them immediately hit it off. Later that day, Tessa goes back to her dorm to take a shower, and that's when she meets Harry. I mean, Harden. No! Oh, no. She went I mean, there. I mean, Obviously. we all know. Obviously. Yeah. We all know. Yeah. Harden, played by Herofiend's Tiffin, is chilling out on Steph's bed, being kind of a dick. Tess immediately doesn't like him. She thinks he's super arrogant. But the two of them keep meeting again and again, and <laughs> an attraction between them is evident. It all kind of comes to a head when Tess is finally convinced by Steph to go to a house party. They all start playing truth or dare, and she gets dared to kiss Harden, and she's like, nah, fuck this. And Harden's never been rejected before, so oh my god. Oh. Oh, <laughs> uh, they start chatting later. It turns out he's actually also super into literature. And she's like, oh, my God, he's so deep. But she's so conflicted because she's still got her boyfriend, Noah, back home. This goes back and forth for a bit. He uh, keeps he finally asks her to spend some more time with him. The two of them seem to really be hitting it off. And then Noah comes to surprise her. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. She's like, oh, no, but I'm so busy feeling conflicted. Um, So she's like, (laughs) "Okay, cool. Like, let's all go to this bonfire party together. And she's hanging out with Noah. Everyone gets to meet him. And then Zed... No, Jace, played by Sven Sven Tremel. Sven Temmel. He tries to hit on Tessa. Noah's like, haha, knock it off, dude. But no, Harden is having none of it, and he starts punching Jace in the face. Tessa's really mad about it, so she leaves. Um, but then she gets a call from Landon. It turns out that Landon is Harden's stepbrother, so they live in the same house sometimes. Sometimes. Except Harden when, also when... lives at the frat, except he also lives at the house. But Basically, he also has that Italian flat le- Oh, let's thing not get into lived. that just yet. Okay, okay, yes, yes, all right, my bad. <laughs> he says, that Landon tells her that Harden has been having, like, this huge meltdown, but in the midst of it, he mentioned Tessa's name, so he thought maybe Tessa could help. Tessa goes, and she's like, hey, Harden, what's up? He's drinking by the pool, even though he previously told her he doesn't drink. Guess he does now. And he's like, he's like, no, he's really mad because his dad's engaged, and he's mad about, like... Uh, how, like, his mom is being treated in London and it's, like, a whole thing and Tessa's just, like, really cool about it. (laughs) And then uh, the two of them have sex. They, no, no, they just make out. They don't have sex. Yeah, they just, yeah, they just make out at that point. Sex is is later. Yeah, 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 sex is later. But they definitely do a lot of making out and Tessa... She's so, still so conflicted. But the next morning, she comes back. There's Noah. He's like, where have you been? And then he quickly realizes what's been happening, and they break up. Tess is very sad, but she soon gets over it because she and Harden start getting quite serious. Uh, Tess's mm-hmm. mom finds out about Harden and is like, oh, if you don't break up with him, I'm going to cut you off. And Tess is like, well, do it, because she's 18 and very horny. <laughs> 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 so her and Harden sort of occupy this apartment together for a while, and it all seems very nice and romantic, and things are going so well. Like, he's actually admitted that maybe he loves her. Um, and then it turns out, when they're having dinner with all of Harden's really shitty asshole friends, that actually... <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, what had happened at the party when they were playing Truth or Dare after she left was he was like, oh, I bet you I can make her fall in love with me. So it was all Ooh. a bet. But Hardin's like, no, Tessa, I've changed. Things are different now. And she's still so mad at him. So she goes storming out. And he knows he's fucked up. And there's a montage of them both being sad because he fucked up. The movie ends where Tessa has started applying for an internship at some place at the end of the Vance, semester. Vance, Vance, Vance Publishing. Publishing. Sorry, it, it, Publishing. it forms a huge part, a part very, of my I'm synopsis. I'm sorry, it is critical so to your synopsis. It's critical to my synopsis, so that's why I know it. Not because I'm a huge fan of these. As she walks out of her last English class of the semester, the professor hands her uh, an essay and is like, hey, Hardin turned this in, but I think it's more for you. It's kind of basically a love letter that Hardin turned in. <laughs> I forgot um, about that part. And it sort of seems like Tessa might be on the path to forgiving him, but the movie ends. Ends. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Oh uh, what is so your... Exhausted. That was exhausting. <sighs> Uh, so what is what is your clip hangout for this Ooh. one? Oh, it's definitely going to be like the first time they pro- properly chat when she's like in his room. You're looking for something. Are you drunk? I don't drink. Just like you don't. He's more myself than I am. Whatever our souls are made of. His and mine are the same. It's Bronte, Teresa. I know it's Bronte. And my name is Tessa. Here's the thing, though. Like, I'm watching (laughs) this. I'm watching this. And... There's the grown-up part of my brain that is like, this is the stupidest Mm -hmm. thing I've ever said. No human being talks Uh like this. But there's also like the 12-year-old girl part of my brain where I'm like, he's so bad, but he wants to be good for her. And he's secretly deep (laughs) and he's so obsessed with her. Um, And like, I don't think, to be honest, like there's a lot wrong with everything here. But like, yes. On a very basic level, there is nothing wrong with enjoying wish fulfillment stuff like this. <laughs> There's no, nothing. No, I mean wrong that's the whole. It. There is a there is multiple genres that just delve into that kind of thing. Yeah, and I I must say, you know, Harden is kind of like this wonderful. He, okay, the actor mm. who plays Harden, bit iffy, but we'll get into that as mm. well. But Harden as a character is essentially an amalgamation of the three big fan fictions. Oh, You've yeah. got Edward Cullen. Uh, Edward Cullen, um, uh, Dorian Gray, not Dorian Gray, Christian Gray, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and Harry Styles. Like that, it's it's a perfect yeah. blend of the mm-hmm. three of them together. Mm-hmm. You got the bad boy who's also sexy, who's also rich, who also wants to protect her, is also violent and could kill her. Like it's everything that you want yeah. from everything. So no wonder it should be very popular, and every twelve-year-old girl would just mm. go ballistic <sighs> for him. Unbelievable. Oh man, I mean, yeah. Even actual Harry Styles. I think he's very handsome, and I have a little Mm -hmm. crush on him. So I get it. I get it. And also, I will say that the chemistry between the two leads is fantastic. Mm. I think they do a great job. Yeah, no, they really, really do. The The actress who plays Tessa is exceptional. Like, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of hers, mm. um, you know, in this. She also, she reminds me of the, uh, the, the, the woman who plays the sister to Black Widow in Black Widow. Uh, do you oh. know who I'm talking about? Uh, she was also in um, Fighting With My Family. Yes. I can never I remember exactly her name. I mean, it's... Yes. Florence Pugh? We'll go with Florence Pugh while I look it up. Okay. But yes, I, I, she just reminds me of of, of that. She and reminds me very yeah. much of um, oh, who plays Betty in Riverdale? Right. I I don't I haven't watched Riverdale yet, and you were right about Florence Pugh. You you nailed oh, that. Great. Um, so very good. You're, oh, you're much better at faces than I. It plays uh, Betty Reinhardt. in Riverdale. Okay. Yeah, but she was great. She was absolutely perfect yeah. in this. I think she carried a lot of the film. Um, you know, a, a, a lot of shit does happen to her, and I think she yeah. did really, really well. Him, on the other hand, is this weedy little man baby who you know very what? much upset my soul. At 
least, like, he's not some, like, 28-year-old-looking buff motherfucker where it's like, you okay. should not be anywhere near this child, sir. <laughs> like, at least he looks yeah. age appropriate, you know? And it is okay. modeled off of Harry Styles, who is mm-hmm. also, like, a pretty slender dude. Okay. Yeah, no, fair enough. Look, oh, you, you, I you don't know a, why I'm defending this so hard. <laughs> Look, you make a really good point, I guess, and maybe I'm just being a bit biased because mm. you know he 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 portrays this confidence, and mm. it's and it's this this yeah. sort of belief that we're supposed to have in this movie that he's dangerous. Yeah, and you're just like, like motherfucker, a strong do? wind, <laughs> yeah, a strong wind could snap you in two, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm pretty sure, like, I, he he wore heavy boots at some point, and I was mm. wondering how he didn't sort of like have to drag his feet along because he didn't have the the muscle power to lift his legs. <laughs> Um, so, so, yeah, but I also want to talk about the hero of this first movie, who is the English teacher. Oh my god. Who is my favourite human being ever, because she has, like, two great scenes in Mm. this. Mm. Uh, so the first one is when, like, um, Tessa and Harden are, like, having a debate, and all she goes at the end, she just goes... And that is what university is all about, or some other. Yeah, it's half just like this is the point of bullshit. great literature. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, shut up! I hate you so much. <sighs> and then, then at the end, she hands his assignment to her, <laughs> which is against all university protocol. <laughs> like, what? I mean, I How does she know about their point, relationship? I have to assume by that point she was like, listen. This kid's gonna have to repeat my class anyway because this is not a real assignment. <laughs> I was so confused by that. I was like, surely you can yeah. complete your English essay and write a love letter. Like, Absolutely. Like, this did he was only not have so assignment. much time? And he was like, cool, I'm just going <laughs> to two birds, one stone this. It was so beautiful. And it's the fact as well that this English teacher knows who they are. As <laughs> university graduates, we both know that our lecturers did not know who Didn't we were. Didn't give a shit. No, and rightly so. I wouldn't have given yeah. a shit either. Although, I, you know. I guess Harden is the dean's son, oh, yeah. so she would definitely know who he is. And Tessa's uh, unbearable teacher's pet, so... Yeah. <laughs> you, you you say unbearable teacher's pet. You you know both of us were, were that teacher's pet. I don't right? know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... The relationships with mm. Tessa and literally everyone else mm. in this film. Now, so much gaslighting, and, and you're better at articulating these things, so I want to hear your sort of feelings, like the relationship with the mom, the relationship with the first boyfriend, the relationship with Harden, like how, like, red flags, let's go. Oh my god. Um, With her mom, like, <laughs> she's like, Mom, you've got my whole life planned, you're so controlling, <laughs> and her mom's like, literally, I just want you to go to college not fuck it up for some boy and not do drugs. Like, that's it. That's <laughs> those are the top three things I want. And she's like, you can't control me, mom. Um, <laughs> and then her mom bafflingly, like, cuts off her daughter after, like, yeah. Th- that character doesn't make any sense. I don't understand how they got Selma Blair in to play her. Yes, right? That was a, that was a win. What? And then she gets the worst character. Yeah. She gets the worst role. And then with Dylan, that was weird, I guess. It could have been mm-hmm. done a lot better, obviously. But, y- you know, we've all we've all dated someone. And then we look up and we're like, oh, what are oh, we wow. doing? Yeah. Do we? <laughs> like, why are we here? Why yeah, are we doing you're like, this? How, so, how did we let this happen? Yeah. So fair. Fair. Valid. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. who hasn't been shitty when they're a teenager? <laughs> <laughs> This yeah, is, teenage this is how years I'm justifying nightmare. a lot of this. Like, I'm just like, you know, right. who among us has been an amazing communicator and amazing <laughs> at setting boundaries at 18 with a very a dude who we find incredibly hot. Yeah, no, you have some really, really good points. I, I you see, I think I've viewed this way too much through a, through a, an adult's lenses mm. and not realizing how much of a shitty human being I was in high school, and and you know, so so you're you're absolutely right. Mm. I mean, look, the mom was just like l- like you say, just way too OTT. No yeah. human being would ever act like that ever. It's like, oh, this boy is gonna hurt you, so I'm gonna cut you off. Yeah. What? Mother. What? <laughs> <laughs> Especially, like, after we find out that Tessa's dad, like, left them both. So it's just been the two of them. Mm. And it's like, cool, so your mom is very quickly going to cut you off. 
Yeah, makes complete sense. Yeah, it's 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 a great great lesson for for her. And then I think my favorite part from the Dylan fiasco was after she went out one night yes. and she got a little bit drunk. He sends her a text that's like, "I'm disappointed in you." If I'm in university and my high school boyfriend says to me he's disappointed in me, that dude is blocked hard. I already, <laughs> if Rick said that to me now, like if I went out yeah. to a party and he was like, oh, I just, I'm really disappointed in you. I'd be like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, you would assume it's a joke because it's yeah. so nonsensical. Well, yeah. So like, that was weird. And <clears throat> and then there's the scene, obviously, where like Jace is hitting on Tessa and like Dylan handles it really well. He's like, hey man, yeah. like... He's he's pretty cool about it. He's like, hey, man, she's clearly not keen. Like, it's really not, like, cool what you're doing. And he's still keeping yeah. the mood up so, like, the party could move along. And Harden comes fucking <laughs> sprinting like a football player and <laughs> tackles him to the ground. Like, the situation has been resolved, sir. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's why we love Harden, because he's just this guy who feels so much. And we can fix mm. him and his feelings. You know, we love the raw passion. Who doesn't love that raw passion in, in a human but being? But then, yeah, it and... obviously becomes clear that it's a little problematic when, like, <laughs> literally the next scene, he realizes he's fucked up. He realizes Tessa's mad at him. So what does he do? He goes on a bender and mm -hmm. uh, makes sure that, like, his brother knows that the only person he should call is Tessa. And then when she gets there, he's all drunk and vulnerable. And, like, it's a little her fault because he's so sad about her. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh no! It's completely her fault. Yeah, it's completely her fault. Yeah, that's that's the whole point of of his his character and his attitude. Yeah, so she just feels immediately like really guilty, and she's like, "Okay, well, let me help you out." And then like the moment that she lets her guard down, he just like moves in on her. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And it's and it's very predatory as well. If you yeah. think about it, like it's it's incredibly it's predatory. Really that, not that cool. Scene, yeah, that scene at the lake, like when he's like really getting sexually aggressive with her like mm. she's clearly very uncomfortable and like yeah she might want it or not but you know that's yeah. not very nice <laughs> yeah you know? it's, it's very manipulative because like he like forces her to jump into this lake and she's still not comfortable being mm. like semi-naked and then they get out of the lake and like by this point she's like committed she's like okay i'm in i want like i think i want this to go somewhere and then he's like We've got all the time in the world. I'm a respectful guy. And then she's, like, the one left being like, oh, I'm the desperate yeah. one. <laughs> this should actually be a... The, these Both of these movies, to be fair, should actually be a training video on what to look out for in a yeah. really toxic relationship. Yeah. Because it is, like you say, making it her fault. Making her feel like the dependent one and he's being, quote-unquote, chivalrous yeah. about the whole situation. The constant aggression the inability to filter emotions jealousy protect overprotection codependency like it is the harden yeah. of it all yeah. are all those things so these movies are actually brilliant as red flag yeah. awareness days <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah definitely definitely it's um yeah. yeah it's all very worrying the final thing I want to cover, because I feel like all the other aspects of the relationship we're going to cover in the next movie. Yes. Um, but I feel like this is also going to probably come up in the next movie, is the apartment that they stay in. So Yes. Oh, my because God. Because Tessa gets cut <laughs> off, I assume that she loses her accommodation or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Essentially, it's that's what I would assume. Clear. I mean, no. It's really not made clear. She can still go to school, though. Yeah. Apparently. So maybe her tuition was already paid up, but like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's not, it's not important. But Harden's like, oh, I found this apartment that we can stay in. We, not her by herself. So she has her yeah. own space. It's definitely a we situation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really healthy when they've been dating for like 10 seconds and haven't even had sex with each other. Mm -hmm. And he, he's like, no, this apartment, it's this beautiful like loft apartment. Oh, it's stunning. It's gorgeous. And he's like, no, this belongs to my one of my dad's friends. She's a professor and she's in Italy for the year. So she asked me to water the plants. Mm -hmm. And they just spend the next two movies shacked up full on in oh, that yeah. apartment. Yeah. 
Can you think of anything that would make you more furious than getting back from your year-long trip in Italy back to your beautiful loft apartment, which you bought with your own money mm -hmm. as a professor where you don't earn a lot? Yeah, that you is bought, impressive. You decorate it, and you find out that, like, two 18-year-olds have just been boning all over the apartment with their gross hormonal bodies everywhere. I'd be furious. Burn it to the ground. I'd be furious. Burn it to oh. the ground, kill them both, and then... That's it. And I don't see and them watering plants the at least once. Like, I bet all her plants are dead. Okay, there's a lot I want to speak about the apartment in the second movie because, I mean, it's a key metaphor yeah. for their relationship mm -hmm. as that apartment. Mm -hmm. But yes, like, they, like Hayden as... Who, in their right mind as well, goes, Hey, Hayden, you're a responsible yes. young adult. <laughs> Would you Harden, mind looking after my apartment? Chad, sorry, please get it Sorry, right. Harden. Harden, because, you know, Harden, his emotions, it's it very literal. like Harry. Oh, that too. Yeah, I was just more thinking of his his, his closed-off exp oh, exterior. True, oh, true. he's so guarded, like a hardened thing. Oh. Um, ah, it's so deep. This oh, book guys, is so fucking guys. deep. But yeah, who goes to Harden and goes, you, you're <laughs> the one to look after my apartment for a year. Not a chance. <laughs> my dean friend's estranged and troubled and angry son. <laughs> yeah, not, not, no responsibility there. No, no, no. So what did you enjoy about this movie? We, we need to keep to the, the true yeah. nature of this podcast, so, at least a little bit. Like I said, the, the key with these movies is to not, like, don't read into it. Don't think about it. Uh -huh. This is a fan uh -huh. fiction. It's got all the fan fiction-y tropes. It's got the, oh, I'm naked in front of my crush. What to do? He can't stop <laughs> looking at me. It's got the, oh, I'm the one girl to have rejected him, this bad boy character, and now he's mm -hmm. obsessed with me. It's got the bookish uh, girl who, like, oh, wow, this guy's obsessed with me. Like, it's just all... It's like candy for your brain. Like it's just like mm -hmm. pure wish fulfillment. And don't don't think about it. It's not good for you. Don't think about it. Yeah, yeah. It it is literally like eating candy. Yeah. Just the calories, the sugar. Yeah. No, you're yeah. so you're so very right. With it's a, the, it's a horrible drug. With the chemistry that those two actors have, there are a mm -hmm. lot of scenes like the lake scene is actually pretty steamy. Like, mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. I could see it. They pulled it off. They pulled yeah. it off. And I mean, yeah, like, the, the actual, like, sort of filming of it and everything, like, mm, everything that went into the beautiful. movie is actually very, very good. I mean, you texted me with the the joy and jubilation about the uh, cover of Avril Lavigne's Complicated, oh, which was an acoustic rendition. And it was the perfect <sighs> thing for this 2018 movie. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. that's what you need. Early Avril in acoustics. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is one of those things. It's just this like molasses of a movie that mm. you just treacle over your pancakes and you just mm -hmm. enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, the characters are horrible, but the acting's not bad. I loved what I loved about it is all the other men. So like yes. Landon, he's gorgeous and funny, and I'm like, oh, you should be with him. He, he's you know, based proper on, Jewish um, mother. It's all the different One Direction boys. That's the mm. thing. So Landon yes. is based, sorry, I saved this because I was like, I don't know the One Direction guys very well at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, Zed is obviously Zayn Malik. Landon is oh, Liam. Okay. Nathan, Nate, is Niall Horan. And Logan, okay. who I, for the life of me, cannot remember, <laughs> is Lewis Tomlinson. <laughs> Louis? Louis. I, I, I have no idea. You're, you're, you're saying names to me and I'm like... Yeah, sure. Fair enough. So, well, some of those characters were in the movie and some of those characters were One Direction. I would not be able to tell you which. Um, <laughs> but yeah, love Landon. Uh, Landon, he's great. He's mm. this fun, upbeat guy. Oh, he yeah. asks, you know, Tessa for coffee. She immediately rejects it. And I'm like, mistake. Mistake number one, girl. You know, really good fun. And and yeah, I, and I think that really is perpetuated in number two as well. Like you get these really great male characters yeah. who are just like just peppered throughout her. Tessa's life. And they all mm -hmm. treat her mm. better than her boyfriend does. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and every time she is just like, nah, nah, bruh, gotta go with Harden. He is the man for me. Unbelievable. Like, yes, Unbelievable. you're very kind and considerate, but have you seen his tattoos? Yeah, he's Look so sexy. Look how angry he's, he is. His British accent is perfect. 
<laughs> is it? Is it okay? I don't know if no, he's actually British. I don't know either. It just sounded so ridiculous. It sounded like he's got like he's been punched constantly in the face, and now he's got like a weird accent. I'm look it up. I'm, I'm very interested look- now. Ah, oh, he's not too bad looking. He's a little weird looking, but. He's he's strangely attractive. I think that's the, the mm. best way to describe him. Known for his role as 11-year-old Tom Riddle in the sixth installment of the Harry Potter films. Oh! I well, liked him in that, actually. Now that I'm seeing other pictures of him where he's not just, like, dopey in this film, he's got a little something. <laughs> he's he's pretty... Okay. There's something to him. There's the, you, you, you feel it? You feeling yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I right, can see it. Enough. I can see it. Oh, God, how yeah, old maybe- is he? <laughs> before <laughs> here we go <laughs> will this bit be cut out okay he's he was born in 97 so like we're okay we're in the clear yeah he's... we're fine yeah yeah, yeah yeah we're good yeah you you you're not a predator you're all right good um yeah i think i i do th- i i i think you you must be right about that because he is supposed to be like the sad cajoled human being mm-hmm. in this and that really does make him look so dumb so yeah. so dumb super dope yeah uh, anyway, what did let's you move like? on. Okay, yeah. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. No, we'll we'll, we'll move on. Otherwise, we're gonna be here forever. <laughs> be and I mean, to be fair, I could talk about these movies all day forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish we could go scene by scene on this. Um, so yeah, scene that could have saved it. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with having something where it is like wish fulfillment and it isn't mm-hmm. necessarily like the healthiest thing like there's nothing inherently wrong with enjoying that in a story and there's nothing inherently wrong mm-hmm. with having that in a story right but like i think there should be some element like if she'd had a closer friend or something who's just questioning mm-hmm. things the whole time who's like hey tessa like isn't it a little fucked up that he did that or like just like some acknowledgement i mean they kind of do yeah. acknowledge it in a very like sexy way where it's like oh we're so bad for each other we're so toxic uh-huh. but they're like just so into it just so into it regardless yeah. <laughs> yeah um but it would be cool like i don't know to address like like they're just like oh we're so bad for each other and they, they act like it's because they fight all the time but that's not why that's not why no i mean it's part of it it is a huge part of it but it's not the the reason why they're toxic i don't know some acknowledgement maybe if they there was another couple in their life who was really healthy and happy who could like be compared and contrasted Mm -hmm. with it or just like some indication of like hey here's like here's what's wrong it's not it's not wrong that you're enjoying it it's not wrong that like you are entertained by it but like yeah. yeah Recognize that this is not, this is the problem. Yeah, absolutely. This is long term no, going you're to be so right. really bad for them. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like that is the theme of the second one, and nothing changes. Not a spoiler <laughs> alert, but fucking nothing changes, nothing changes. and it's unbelievable. If, no, yeah. No. Okay, you know what? Let's lead right into it. Yeah. Well, I, I my scene that could have oh, saved sorry. is um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an equal partner in this podcast, Simone. I'm so um, toxic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all about you and your damn tattoos. <laughs> um, so my scene, they could say, I just want like a little bit of growth from mm. from Harden. Mm. Like he is constantly apologizing for his actions, and that's not growth, kids. Guys, I know movie writing is hard, but saying sorry for your actions is not fucking. And growth. then turning it around growth. and being this exact same shitty person exactly. again. <laughs> Exactly. A really important lesson for all of our listeners, if you haven't realized this already, saying sorry means nothing Mm. if you continue that behavior. Mm. Saying sorry should only be in relation to the fact that you're going to change your behavior and never do that thing again. Otherwise, don't say sorry. Like, fuck's sake. (laughs) It's a really basic concept. Uh, So, yeah, I just would have liked to see Hayden just be like, oh, right, that was a piece of shit move. I'm going to stop doing that and be better for Tessa because I love her so much, apparently. Or like, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to work on me. I might see a therapist or something for my deeply <laughs> held trauma. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yikes. Yes. Uh, so would you watch it again? Maybe. I don't know. I feel like there's there are better trashy romances out there that I could I could sink my teeth into, you know? I get you. I get you. For me, mm. this is a, like a really weird comparison, but you know like when you watch porn and then you're like, uh-huh hate yourself a little for watching Ooh. porn and you're just mm. like oh this is kind of gross yeah and you're just but like, you're gonna do it again i can't believe i'm enjoying this yeah and yeah. and and you know you're gonna watch yeah. porn again and That's you know exactly you will feel this. the same way 
And so, yes, I probably will watch this film again. But you won't be proud of it. <laughs> I won't be proud of it. And if anyone asks, oh, what did you, what was the last thing you watched? It will be whatever we watched before mm, this. Mm, it will never mm-hmm. be these films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair. Straight. Right, Simone, shall we crank the dial up to 15 and just get fucking ra- raucous with this? Fuck yeah, Chad. Let's go. Tell me, tell me about all the happenings in this movie because a lot of oh, stuff man. happens. Oh man, how long I've is your synopsis? So like ten minutes. It it was going. To, it looked like it was going to be that way. Like my first three paragraphs just described the basically like the opening couple salvos. Yeah. And then I was like, I can't. I can't. No. I've, I've got you work gotta, to do. You got to roll through. So so a lot of it is just. And then they had sex, and that's where I leave mm. it. Mm. Which is a lot of this movie, to be fair. So. The film picks up right where we left off after the last film. Tessa, played by Josephine Langford, has just left Harden, played by Hero Finds Tiffin, after finding out that his love for her was fake and centered around a bet he made with another girl. Because of the breakup, Harden is absolutely miserable. He won't stop texting and calling texts to Tessa, but she never responds. On the other side of town, Tessa, while sad about the whole Harden thing, is actually flourishing. She has this new internship with with a book publisher, which she is just about to start. On her first day there, she meets Trevor, played by Dylan Sprouse. He's this super cute nerdy guy who loves accountancy and numbers. They seem to get along really, really well. So on her first night at the publishing house, she reads three books in one night. This impresses her boss, Christian uh, uh, Christian Vance, played by Charlie Weber, so much that he invites her out to a club to try and win business, uh, to try and win the business of one of Vance's key key backers. You see, Vance has ideas of expanding the publishing house, and he needs serious financial backing, specifically from this one guy who will be at the club that night. Tessa, Vance, and Trevor all go to the club. Tessa and Trevor end up drinking with the financial backer, and things are looking really good. That is, until Tessa gets so drunk that she decides to call Harden. They have a weird exchange, and Harden tracks her down, using her location from her phone. So he shows up at the hotel, uh, they're all staying in, and barges into her room. They end up having crazy drunk sex. The next morning, sober and fragile, Tessa wakes up and immediately regrets what's happened. She and Harden have another fight and she storms out. Luckily, her bad mood is soon lifted when Vance tells her that because of uh, her and Trevor's work the night before, they have obtained the financial backing. Later, Tessa goes round to Harden's to pick up the rest of her stuff. She believes he's gone to London for the summer, so she kind of just wanders around and literally cleans up all of his mess. Literally, it's not even a fucking metaphor at this point. (laughs) She then discovers that he bought her a Kindle and preloaded it with all of her favorite books. She cries and starts to think about how she might have made a mistake. That's when Harden walks through the door with his mum, played by Louise Lombard. Turns out, instead of going to London for the summer, Harden and his mum would stay there, mainly because Harden's mum still believes that, that Harden and Tessa are still together. Harden didn't want to tell his mom that they broke up because he didn't want his mom to know about how much of a dick he is and thus the reason for the breakup. Harden begs Tessa to play along and she, not so reluctantly, agrees. Surprise, surprise, they end up getting back together. Most of the movie is them either having sex or fighting and nothing in between, both of which are really good signs of a super healthy relationship. That is, until the New Year's Eve party, when Tessa mistakenly believes that Harden has been hooking up with this other girl all night. She storms out after kissing another guy. He doesn't come home that night, and so the next day, Tessa goes out looking for him in his in her car. Finally, she's able to get hold of him on his phone, and she goes to answer it, but unfortunately, she gets T-boned by another driver and ends up in the hospital. At this point, both Trevor and the whole host of other people tell Harden to just piss off and leave her alone, otherwise she will never be happy. He listens, disappears to London for nine days, then decides, <laughs> nope, what he really wants is Tessa and he will do whatever will do whatever it takes to win her back. He shows up at the party she's at and she immediately forgives him and they get back together. The end. Chad, what is your cliffhanger? I mean, there were so many golden moments to talk about in this movie, but it has to be, it has to be this one. Happy birthday. Is it your birthday? Yeah. Why are we not celebrating? Well, because I was just about to head out of town. No. Yeah, I'm going to see my mom. Oh, can I be selfish and ask you to stay another night? 
Uh, well, my, my no, mom's just, sort we of We don't know when we're going to see each other again. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I mean, I brilliant. guess I can leave tomorrow. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Now, I've chosen this scene because it perfectly encapsulates gaslighting, which yeah. is basically this whole film. Because no one listens to what Tessa wants to do. Instead, they are now going to do whatever they want to do and convince Tessa that that's what she wanted to do. Yeah. And no wonder Harden is so fucked up if this is her mother's attitude to things. I mean, where do we start with this movie? Um, okay, let's 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 start with the 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 flat because okay. I think that is the best metaphor for this movie. Because she comes in and the flat is a mess, right? Mm. If I if I'm the, the 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 professor who's just come back from Italy for the summer, really excited. My flat. So it's not excited summer. To see my this plants. is the winter holidays. I think they're just like in oh, LA sorry. or something. So. Oh yeah. right. Okay. Sorry. Makes sense. Okay, she's coming home for Christmas. Changed my mind. She's coming home for Christmas. She's gonna spend some time with her plants. She's really excited. She walks in, and that place is the mess that Harden's left it. Rage I'd murder and I'd murder anger. Someone. I'd murder him, like, without question. Like, Especially a long-ass flight all the way from Italy. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd get home. All you want to do is just, like, shower and pass out in your nice, clean, untouched bed. Mm-hmm. And there's condoms everywhere oh, in the shower. Oh, God. Because you, know, you know he wouldn't throw them oh, away. That's Harden's vibe. 18-year-olds are disgusting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The smell. 18-year-old oh. boy smell? Oh. Uh, no. Yeah. So she cleans the apartment. Again, a great metaphor for literally cleaning up his mess that he's left behind. Because he's a, she thinks she, he's fucked off to London. Yeah. He's pr- basically fucked off to London. So he's like, cool. So he just also left the apartment fact, like that. Yes. Also the fact he knows, obviously she doesn't know, um, Tessa doesn't know, but Harden knows that he's coming back to the flat with his mum. What kind of person... Is like, yeah, my mom's gonna be cool with this, as and is not gonna shit on me from a mm. dizzy height for mm-hmm. doing this. Mm. <sighs> I didn't even think yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so those are my feelings about the flat. Um, I'm gonna breathe and let you and and let you take 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 the mic on this one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> on the next part. Just should we talk about Tessa's career in publishing? <laughs> No, the timeline for this is really fucked up because this is an internship that she starts during her winter break. So she has done one semester of college, one Mm -hmm, semester mm -hmm. of college. And she's like, cool, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this internship that's paid, by the way. She shows up. They're like, oh, here's your own office. Office. Jesus. And they're like, yeah, so uh, you just read like five manuscripts a week. So she's like making calls already. Like she's not doing grunt intern work. She is doing editor work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is baffling how much the author does not understand about publishing. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And then <laughs> she does one <laughs> solid night of work. Like good for her. <laughs> She wakes up, the boss is, like, in the office, like, reading through her stuff. He's like, oh, this is really good. And he's just decided that, like, uh, this is her career now. And then at the Mm -hmm. end, he's like, yeah, so we're moving to Seattle, and I want you to take up a position there. It's like, she is Mm -hmm. a college student, sir. (laughs) And he's like, oh, there's no one else I trust. And it's like, okay, but that's, like, maybe it's because you're in the business of hiring people who do good work one time. (laughs) It is incredible how much money this guy has to just throw away. Because, okay, yes. so so his girlfriend comes in at one place and she's like, oh, yeah, we're ordering from Postmates. That's where we get lunch from. Just w- order whatever you want. Whatever you want. Like, they just have all the money. Then then they get to the club and, and, and Vance is like, oh, just go and buy her a dress. She's going to need a dress and she's going to need new shoes and all this kind of stuff. And then they're, like, going to open up the Seattle thing. Why yeah. do you need a financial backer, friend? You clearly <laughs> have all the money on the planet. You need a better accountant, frankly. <laughs> Yeah, Trevor is shit at accountants. Trevor's just like, dog, I've never seen so much money in my life. We're absolutely golden. He doesn't understand how, like, an overdraft no. or, or a loan works at all. He's just like, and we can just keep getting money from the bank. Also, you know that, right? you know, the glamorous world of publishing and business, where business deals are conducted in clubs <laughs> where you can't hear anyone talk. 
There's no uh-huh. PowerPoint being shown. There's no presentation. <laughs> there's no chat. They just have to finish a sex on the beach fishbowl. And not even, it's not even the main, the owner of the business who has to finish this fishbowl with no. the guy. It's his two fucking weird interns who aren't even supposed to be drinking. And the guy's like, oh yeah, those kids can really throw away some shitty cocktails. Take my money. <laughs> This is, I wish publishing was like this, because you and I would be just, like, the heads of Penguin and Harper <laughs> Collins. We would be just there, because we could drink people under the table, we'd be fine, yeah. like, no presentations, just spending like, everyone else's I can, money. I could be hot in a club and drink from a fishbowl to get some money, like, exactly. I did that for free exactly. for most of my youth. <laughs> Exactly. And now you're going to get paid and have your own office as an intern? What? (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) And they put her car on the company policy, too. What is that, right? Like, I would love to find a company like that. If if there is anyone hiring out there, even if it's just like, you know (laughs) what? I don't care about being an intern. Let's do it. I'm I'm happy to read five books a week Mm -hmm. and and have all those perks beautiful Especially, oh and like, they pay for our hospital bills too. if you're just if you're just sorting through like the slush pile you don't even have to read the whole thing really like you read maybe mm. the first chapter and you're like uh i don't know um and you can pretty much discard as at will yeah or you sort yeah. it into a mini pile a, a... and your higher up then discards it exactly and and i would love to see what the higher ups lives are like like even just like middle management must be balling oh my god yeah, they're just partying all imagine? the time. That's why he <laughs> that's why he had to hire her. He was like literally no one else is sober right now. <laughs> I do not know how to run a company, so if you could help <laughs> me run the Seattle branch, that would be grand. I'd really appreciate it. Um the dialogue in this movie is maybe one of my favorite things of all time. So obviously they really ramp up the swearing. Um, it is mm. it is really dialed up to 10. So there was um, a very specific change with how this movie was produced. Um, okay. The okay. author of the novels, Anna Todd, did not like how the first movie was done. So she won the rights back oh. and then those rights were sold to a different company. And she insisted on being a producer in this movie. So that's why the movie is okay. R-rated. That's why, like, it's a little more sweary, it's a little less darling teen romance, and a lot more Toxicity. sex everywhere, all the time, Yeah, swearing. Um, okay. Yeah. So th- th- there's enough. a real reason that this movie feels super different. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense now, because I was wondering, because there is quite a huge gap that mm-hmm. between the first one and mm-hmm. the second one, so that's very, very interesting. Um, my favorite line from this one, however, is definitely when they first hook up again, and it's in the hotel room, and Hardin goes, tell me I'm the only one. That is when, even drunk, you're just like, cool. Best red flag mm, I've ever seen fun. in my life. Blazing red flag. I'm a I'm a I'm a duck out. Thanks, I mean, though. if not, you can for keep the, the hotel room again. I feel like this is such a fan fiction trope. Is like the main uh-huh. character is like uh, like calling the the guy and she's like, oh, I'm so drunk, and he's immediately like, I'll come save you. I'll come get you. Like, mm-hmm. there's literally no. no need. She has given no indication that she was in any form of distress. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. he's like, she's she drunk. I must come to her. What? I must save her. It's like, what? You're drunk 90% of the time. Yeah, buddy. Um, His behavior in this also is like stepped up by 10. Like that fight they have at the New Year's party is one of my favorite scenes because you just, you just, you could see it in your head. Just like these drunk teenagers just like standing outside, just having this massive fight. And you're just like, I just wanted to have like a nice time. Why is, why is there always one couple who ruins this? (laughs) And it's so dumb. Like, again, like this is why I say like sometimes I'm not sure if their relationship is toxic or if they're just like both so bad at communicating. (laughs) <laughs> like so bad at it because all he had to do was be like hey um because i'm trying to change and get better i'm actually mm-hmm. apologizing to this girl for how i treated her uh i'm just gonna go mm-hmm. chat to her if that's cool and she'd be like okay yeah thanks for letting me know and said she yeah. like he refuses to tell her what he was talking to the girl about he doesn't even mention that he's talking to her and then uh-huh. <laughs> and then she's like oh it's because i don't trust you and it's like okay but this is not the moment to bring it up you could have brought it up like at some point while you were shacking up and been like, hey, like, yeah. I'm committed to this relationship, but I'm really struggling with trust because, you know, yeah. it was all based on a bet that you made with your asshole friends. Yeah, Easy. Exactly. Done. And then they could have talked about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. 
But instead, they were just like, yeah, they it's they live very separate lives, get together yes. to hook up, and then get really mad when they don't know yeah. what's going on in each other's <laughs> exactly. lives. Like the fact that like she she she's gonna move to Seattle and whatever. Like she hasn't even made that decision, and he freaks the fuck out. Yeah. He should have just been like, oh, what's this about Seattle? Like, what's happening? Yeah. Like, I'm really proud of you because you know this yeah. is a healthy relationship, and I want to see you succeed. And yeah. while and it's it really sucks fucking that weird I won't that be you're able getting to come, promoted, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Two I thought you were an intern. Into this internship. Yeah, I thought you were an intern. I'm very confused, but that's not besides the point. I'm really <laughs> proud of you. Like, and it sucks that we can't go to Seattle together. But like, that's great. Like, what's happening? And then she yeah. goes, "Oh no, I haven't decided yet." Cool. Easy. No, instead he's just like, "Oh fuck, fuck, fuck! I'm gonna drink and smash a lamp." Like, that's my vibe. Yeah. Look, we're gonna run long because of this, this, these fucking films. It's so just, I, let's just like, lot. there's a lot of the same yeah. from the first movie. So is there anything that's still? I feel like Tessa's like... a lot more unhinged in this one. Yeah. Like in the first yes. movie, she's very. Um, I think I feel like in the first movie, she really knows herself a bit better. Like, um, something mm-hmm. I liked was, uh, you know, at Harden. She's like, she at some point, she's like, oh, I'm gonna tell Noah about us or Nate or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell him whatever. about us, and uh, he's like, why? Like, we're not dating. I don't date. And she's like, oh, okay. And she leaves. And then when he mentions it later, she's like, you know, if you don't date, you don't date. Like, that's fine. I can get over it. Yeah. Um, And then they proceed to, like, make out for the first time. But, like, still, like, she's, Mm -hmm. like, she seems like that kind of person where she's very much like, oh, okay. Well, if that's what you say, then, like, I can get over it. And, like, she is fucking unhinged in the second one. Like, full on angry all the time angry and screechy yeah. and I, I i know it's supposed to be like oh it's because she doesn't trust him but it's like this is not the way like this doesn't make sense <laughs> no no she 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 completely just consumes his personality yeah and just you know becomes him and and so you have this really weird vibe where they're all both just of them acting just out awful all the time yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can like. There's a great, there's a great Key and Peele spe- uh, sketch about this where it's like Megan oh. um, and and her <laughs> no. boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. And this is exactly that relationship. Megan. And and we'll we'll link to it in the show notes because it is just one of the funniest sketches. And it is this movie in its in its entirety. Um, yeah, uh, scene that could have saved it for this one. Oh man, uh, maybe that poor woman getting back from Italy and being like, "Get the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Get out!" <laughs> This is my house, you gross people. I'm pressing charges. Or maybe Harden's dad, you know, pre. I, I guess this is retrospectively, but like Harden's dad uh, looking at 12-year-old angry Harden who experienced a lot of trauma at a very young age and mm. being like, let's get you into therapy. Let's get you, let's get you some help. I like it. Yeah, it's a prequel. It's a prequel. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, his dad clearly did a 12-step program, so he understands the value of, like, counseling and therapy. And at no point does yeah. he look at his angry, tattooed 18-year-old and is like, maybe... No. <laughs> he's he's very firmly in the boys will be boys camp, yeah. not realizing that his son is a monster. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, I think just therapy yeah. for all everyone involved, but mostly hard. Therapy for everyone. Just you get a bit of therapy, you get a bit of therapy. <laughs> Proper Oprah style. What's your that could have saved it? End the relationship. Mm. Just Tessa has it right at the end of the first movie. Yeah. And it's just her just constantly mm. throughout an hour and a half of this movie. Thinking with her Just vagina. going, no. Yeah, yeah. And she just goes, and she just goes, no, Hayden, Harden, I don't want yeah. you back. You're a jerk and you have problems. You need to Show go to therapy. Show me that you're willing to fix yourself. <laughs> yeah, showing that you're willing to set, f- fix yourself yeah. and then I'm gold and then we can go for it. Even if at the New Year's party, even if like she's been crazy all the way yeah. up to the New Year's party and then she has that screaming match with him on the lawn and she looks around and she's like, oh, wait. What I'm not white trash. Yeah. You're not white trash. What the fuck is this? Yeah. And then they end it and yeah. everything's fine afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> Just she takes Trevor where they're both like, a nice boy. Are we doing this? Are we yeah. Are we these people? <laughs> exactly. Perfect. That would yeah. be such a great And then resol- she gets re- together revolution. with Trevor who will just help her sort out her life. Look He's so her. sweet. He finds her a car. He it's finds so her a car. Cute. He crunches the numbers for her. I like my love language is acts of service. So like uh-huh, I uh-huh. was very much like, oh that. my god. It is the sweetest thing. That was so so cute. And oh, he's he's adorable. He's like so him in his cute. little suit and he's got his glasses oh. and he he's so nerdy, but he drinks still and he knows Japanese. He's yes. so cool. Love Plus, Trevor. Yeah. Yes. 
I want to see more of Trevor in the third one, Me which too. is called After We Fall. Or after we fell. Uh, oh, I'm, um, I've, wait! I've got uh, it in front of me here. Hang on, hang on. It's um. Do you, it's do you have like a after full, like, ever notes? happy? Uh, and then after name. we fell. Oh, okay. So after cool. ever happy is in post production right now. So God willing, we'll get it this year. Um, and then after we fell <sighs> is going to be filming in 2021 or coming out in 2021. That's that's very exciting. I'm 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 very excited for all of this. This is yeah. going to be this is going to be really I'm good. I'm invested now. Um, Especially if you have a name like after, what is it? After, after ever after. Ever, oh God! After, ever happy. Oh, oh! It's like happy ever after, yeah. but backwards because this fucking this is this sucks. Like all of this is awful. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Okay, uh, would you watch this one again? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's what you want to hear? I'd watch it again. I've spent the last hour and a half bitching about these movies, and I'd watch them again tomorrow. The sex scenes were very steamy in this. It was good. <laughs> Their chemistry like, has only grown in power. <laughs> like Sauron in the Dark Ring. It's too powerful to take down. It's just corrupting me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I ever went to a yoga class and I see these two fucking teenagers doing the shit that they're pulling at the yoga, I'm going to be mad, but I'm happy to watch it in a film. <laughs> I'll go home and be like, Rudy, there are these disgusting teenagers and I've never been more jealous. Oh my god. Oh, oh that's too funny. Oh. Yes, fuck this, these movies. They <laughs> suck, but we're gonna watch them again. I hate it. I hate it. I genuinely well, do. We're hate invested we like now, Chad. Like we're in it for the yeah. long haul. Oh man, all five. And movies. they're not gonna get better. No, they're only gonna get worse. More <laughs> screaming, more toxicity. It's gonna be so rough. Oh, I'm thrilled. Ooh, I'm okay. Ah, oh, what a what a time. What a time to be alive. Jesus. All right. What's your uh, what's your <laughs> what's your gratitude for the week? Oh, my gratitude for the week. Oh, I went to one of my best friend's weddings last night. Yeah. Yeah, my first Jewish wedding ever, which was super, super cool to experience. Um, They had this really great rabbi uh, doing the ceremony where, like, he explained the significance Mm -hmm. of everything that was happening. So, yeah. So, like, (laughs) it wasn't just us, like, listening to blessings for half an hour. He was like, oh, and this is what this does, and this is what this means, Um, which was really cool. The weather really played ball. It was, like, a beautiful day. Doing the horror was so fun. I've literally never had more fun in my life. It was so fun. That's awesome. I'm so glad you had a good time, yeah. dude. Like that's 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 so so cool. I'm yeah. so happy for you. And like the experience of a Jewish wedding is just like it opens your mind to so many things. Yeah. It's so yeah. so good. Yeah, um. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just yeah. super grateful yeah. that I got to experience that. That my friend's wedding went off so well after she'd been stressing. She had to mm-hmm. postpone it for a year because of COVID. Um. So just that it finally went super well. Um. And everybody had a great time. And I got to spend time with my friends, celebrating my friends. Um, yeah, yeah, just grateful all around for that. And what about you? Oh, that's so nice. Uh, very similar vein, just not wedding related. I, I went to a pub on Friday mm. night uh, and hung out with my friend, my friend indoors. Um, wow. You know, he's, he's had his vaccine. We were socially distanced, so we're, mm. we're, it wasn't, you know, completely irresponsible and whatever. Plus, like, our government allows it. So, you know, not saying that's the right <laughs> thing. And all Governments are horrible. Boris and all his shaggy head wisdom. Uh, but it was just really nice to be inside and hanging out with a friend who I haven't oh, seen in like a year and a half. And we had nachos and we drank far too much beer. Nice. And it was just really, really, really lovely nice. to to start to have friends around again. And I'm I'm so unbelievably happy to, to, to be able to do that again. Uh, it's yeah. been far too long and <laughs> it was nice. Yeah. It's it's nice to, and I, I hate the phrase, and I just never want to use it. But it's nice to be going back to normal kind of vibes. <laughs> in these it's trying a gross phrase. Times. In these trying times. So Simone, in these trying times, I have an idea for next week. But do you have an idea? Because no. you always get nervous when I have an idea. I, I'm already nervous, so let's let's have at it. It's your turn. I'm feeling pretty. Right. I'm still riding it, the high of discovering these movies, so yeah, you you can't go wrong with this, right? Mm-mm. So okay, Simone, I'm thinking we should join our eye patched parrot wearing single legged friends in a pirate week. Yes, pirates, pirates, pirates. What movies Pi- are we doing? Pirates. So we could either do just okay. a purely Pirates of the Caribbean right. week because there are a lot of bad yeah. ones. 
Or there is a film called Cutthroat Island that we could do alongside a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. So would you want me to tell you which Pirates films they are? Yeah, because I know we, d- we did like on full... Stranger Tides in a previous episode. Wow, I do not remember that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I blocked it out of my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in that case, there are only two other ones. So it's okay. At World's End and the newest one, Dead Men Tell No Tales, which I have not seen. And it sounds terrible. Let's do Dead Men Tell No Tales. Let's do <clears throat> Cutthroat Island. Bam! Oh, yes. Best of both worlds. Let's do this. So, yes, we will be joining our pirate friends next week. How fun. I love I love a good pirate movie. I used to love the first Pirates right? of the Caribbean movie. Like, I think I, I watched, I had the DVD. I think I was in sixth uh-huh, grade. Uh-huh. I had the DVD, and I used to watch, like, all the extras. And, oh, like, wow. all, you know, they had, they had, like, a whole documentary about, like, mm. the making of the movie. I was so obsessed. I loved it. And then I wrote a very bad... Are you sure bad, you're not bisexual? I wrote a very bad Pirates of the Caribbean fan fiction. I'm so mad because you keep bringing up these fan fictions that you wrote and all these videos that you were part of and things, and there is no record of them. And it makes me really mad because I want these con- this so content. This is the content. There is no record. <laughs> it makes me really mad. I, I, will, I will go to my grave very mad about it. <laughs> if you get a genie and you have one wish, <laughs> your wish is good. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Without question, if my if my wife lay dying and I had the ability <laughs> oh, to save Dad. her, or get Simone's fan fiction and other related content from her teenage years, you know which ones I'm gonna be choosing. Your wife, Your gunster. <laughs> yeah, it's the fan fiction. She would appreciate the fact I would <laughs> read some to life. her. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh goodness me! Well, guys, thank you so much for for watching for for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, you know, what do you think about toxic relationships? What do you think about these movies if you've seen them? What do you think about pirates movies? What kind of pirate would you be—the fun-loving, swashbuckling kind, or the really, really mean kind? Let us know in every way that you can. And where are those places, Simone? They can tell us on Facebook or Instagram at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast, on Twitter at Fresh Tomatoes MP. They can email us at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast at Gmail. Com. They can hang out with us on the Robots Radio Discord. Yes, super, super fun in the Discord. We have a lot of laughs there, so it is a good place to join. And while you're on the internet, why not leave us a rating? Leave us a little bit of a, of a, of a comment, a little bit of a, you know, review. It really does help us climb up those algorithms. You know, we, we're on that corporate ladder. We just want to climb up it, you know, one rung at a time. And you can help us there. You could be our boost. Come on, you can help. And as we say, at the end of every week... We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Does that also not sound really toxic? Now, like, in in line of these movies? No, you're overthinking it. You're overthinking it, Am I overthinking it? We love you. There's nothing you can do about it. If anything goes wrong in our relationship, it's your fault. Oh, God. Let's add that in. I'm going to say goodbye now. (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm terrified. But I'm never going to leave you. (laughs) Goodbye. Listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal, and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Rated R.
Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing. following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons & Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. This is the Starter Set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs? So it's Howl's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. Because <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set Podcast. So join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set Podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions?